Hello everyone and welcome back to Aramachic. Let's talk about the most magical place in Europe. I'm Eric and yes, today Neil's from Capturing Disney Parks, who you know from his amazing Instagram, Twitter and website. And I will be chatting all about our favorite hidden Mickeys at Disneyland Paris. Niels, it's so great to have you back. Hello again, Eric. I'm more than happy uh, to record another episode with you. So let's start right yes! away. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Before we get into all that news, though, I just wanted to take a moment to read a message from one of our amazing listeners, Herbert from at DLP Celebration, who sent him this insightful message. Hi, Eric. I just listened to your latest podcast about Peter Pan's flight and would like to make an addition. The ride at Disneyland Paris can be operated in three different speed modes due to the high popularity of the ride and to ensure maximum capacity, they normally run it at full speed. But they could slow down the ride, which would extend the ride time by around 15 seconds on the slowest mode. And also circling back on the Tower of Terror episode, the voice of the girl you hear on the upper level of the loading area does not actually belong to the girl in the elevator. It belongs to the girl from season three of the Twilight Zone episode, quote unquote, the little lost girl. The circle just marks another gate into the Twilight Zone. The wall has one of the best effects ever created, in my opinion. When taking a photo of the chalk circle with a flash, the silhouette of the little girl becomes visible. So, by the way, you guys here, <laughs> the chalk circle Herbert is referring to here can be found on the upper level inside the boiler room next to two warning signs. It's really cool because when you're just looking at it, it looks like some subtle graffiti. But <laughs> like Herbert mentioned, if you take a picture, you can see the silhouette of the little ghost girl. So pretty cool. Oh, cool. All right. Back to Herbert. I'm one of the lucky ones who tested Elevator Bravo with the new effects. I wrote it twice and also discussed the new effects with the Tower of Terror cast members. The cast members informed me that the speed of the drop sequences depends on the volume level in the elevator during the ride. If it turns out to be true, it would be an absolutely amazing feature, but that still needs to be confirmed. Overall, I really like the new ride experience, as it's way more intense than the old storyline, but I miss the narration of Rod Sterling. So thank you so much, Herbert, for that amazing message. Those were some fantastic insight. It's so interesting that the cast members can control the speed of the boats on Peter Pan's flight. I really wonder how many other Peter Pan's flight attractions have that ability. I mean, if any, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, but now to some park news. <laughs> Disney has announced a new Star Tours destination inspired by the upcoming film Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. In the latest trailers, you may have caught a glimpse of the Ocean Moon Kef Beer. I hope I'm saying that right. And Star Tours will be adding this fantastic new destination to its itinerary on December 20th. Oh, I'm really excited for that. It really looks so atmospheric. Yeah, this would be really cool. Yes. <laughs> new planets are always a great addition to the experience. Yeah. Yeah, and I love how they're sticking to their promise of keeping the attraction up to date and up adding date. new destinations yeah. with each film that comes out. So it's very exciting. Yeah. That's how it was originally intended to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So now they have to <laughs> keep it going on. <laughs> Definitely. Buzz Lightyear's Laser Blast will be closing for a lengthy seven-month refurbishment in Disneyland Paris early next year. The ever-popular Discoveryland attraction will be closed from January 6th to July 31st next year. This may be a long refurb, but honestly, you guys, Buzz Lightyear deserves some good R&R, so <laughs> I'm all for this refurbishment. I think the last couple of months I was looking just a little bit tired, so props to Disney for giving it some love. Yeah, and I really hope that they add some, well, new effects or elements <laughs> in the right, eh? yes. so that it's not just a seven-month wait 
to uh, to get it back but uh, also uh, to uh, enhance the experience a bit yes that would be so nice give it some of that phantom manor creativity yeah exactly yeah <laughs> and it needs to compete now with the new spider-man attraction that's coming out true so they're kind of in the similar ballpark so come on <laughs> <laughs> In restaurant news, the following locations will be closed starting November 4th for the rest of the month. So Fuente del Oro, Silver Spur Steakhouse, Last Chance Cafe, Cowboy Cookout Barbecue, all of which are in Frontierland. So the dining options there will be a little bit more limited, as well as Victoria's Waltz and Gibson Girl on Main Street USA and Toad Hall and Fantasia Gelati in Fantasyland. So you guys, this is a pretty large amount of restaurant closures for November. <laughs> I really hope that in the future this won't happen so much anymore. Disneyland Paris has stated that they are aware of the issue and are working on improving this sometime in the future. <laughs> Personally, I'm kind of vexed, especially about Fuente del Oro, which serves up some of my favorite counter-service Tex-Mex food at Disneyland Paris. Yeah, um, exactly. And it's pretty strange as that restaurant is sharing its kitchen with uh, Hakuna Matata. So, mm -hmm. well, I guess it would make sense to um, have those two opened at the same time. But, uh, totally, you think it would be a little bit more efficient? Efficient, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not sure what the exact reasons are behind these closures. As I would also think that, well, more opening uh, hours and more restaurants opened would mean uh, more money. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, uh, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's a pity. Yeah, I was wondering if it's like a staffing issue where I'm sure France, like many European countries, has a certain minimum wage and the, if mm -hmm. that might be causing a just a fi purely financial issue but like you mentioned i mean food is definitely a good source of revenue so eliminating that yeah i, I don't know yeah and i can imagine that they close some restaurants in the more quiet uh, times but it sounds like uh, yeah but honestly fuente del oro is so popular all yeah, the time yeah like it's yeah. right there in front of Big Thunder Mountain, which is the most popular attraction, and it's always super full. So exactly, yeah. And I guess it's now only the Lucky Nugget that is still open in Frontierland. So yeah, yeah, that's really uh, limited. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, in more positive news, Disney's Hotel New York, The Art of Marvel, will open on June 15th, 2020. Guests who book between November 5th and December 4th this year for arrivals between June 15th, 2020, and March 31st, 2021 will receive an exclusive Marvel lithography, which is such a cool little extra thing to get. <laughs> Definitely. I, I'm already considering booking just because of this, honestly. <laughs> cool. The second edition of Les Vers Gourmands runs from November 7th to March 15th at Walt Disney Studios Park. So I'll put a link down in the show notes with the menus that Niels posted earlier today. And two of the things that I'm personally really looking forward to is trying the raclette cheese and cured ham sandwich, as well as the quiche Lorraine. So my stomach is already doing a little party dance just thinking about those two things. <laughs> yeah, the raclette really sounds good uh, to me too. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. yes. Have you tried Les Vergomans before, Niels? I think yes. <laughs> <laughs> But then it was not really on purpose. It was more like, uh, well, coming out of uh, Ratatouille and, uh, oh, and there it was. <laughs> just grab uh, <laughs> a quick snack and then, well, maybe uh, even leave the park. <laughs> It's usually uh, when we go uh, to uh, Disneyland Paris for a weekend, the studios is our Sunday morning place to go then if there is some kind of food festival mm -hmm. it's always great to uh, grab something while uh, walking out of the park uh, around lunchtime and then uh, drive back home definitely <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but I didn't try a lot of the food offerings from uh, last year's version. 
Yeah, I'll definitely be trying some this year, um, especially since all the restaurants are no closed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to. <laughs> so it'll be a great alternative. Yeah. So, hey, maybe they're just taking the people who usually work at the counter service restaurants and putting them all in those little stands. But yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, but I really am super excited for that. Those There are some options on there that sound super delicious, and I'm also very excited for my husband, who's vegetarian. They've got some awesome vegan options on there as well. So, yeah, yeah it's really cool. True. Yes, hidden Mickey's at Disneyland Paris, you guys. There is an abundance of them, and Imagineering has been so creative on how they've implemented them in Disneyland Paris. So for those of you who don't know, a hidden Mickey is a representation of Mickey Mouse that has been inserted subtly into the design of an attraction or other location on Disney property. The most common hidden Mickey is a formation of three circular elements that may be perceived as the silhouette of the head and ears of Mickey Mouse. Hidden Mickeys may be painted, made up of objects such as rocks or three plates on a table, or be references such as someone wearing a Mickey Mouse Club ears in an illustration poster or really any type of signage. As you can imagine, Hidden Mickeys can take on many sizes and forms. So let's dive right in into the Hidden Mickeys one can find in and around Disneyland Paris. Niels, would you do us the honor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for my first Hidden Mickey, I take us to Pirates of the Caribbean, located in Disneyland Park's Adventureland. In one of the later scenes of the ride in the burning town, your boat comes along some kind of crane. And there are three rum barrels hanging there, tied together with a rope, forming, surprise, surprise, a Mickey together. <laughs> and I love this one since barrels are everywhere in the ride and they form a very natural part of the overall theming. Yeah. Which makes it feel more hidden. Uh, and it also doesn't break the, well, the dark pirate experience at all with a cartoonish friendly Mickey. <laughs> So, yeah, this one is really uh, well done, uh, in my opinion. Yes, I totally agree. I think this is one of my favorite in-the-attraction hidden Mickeys, and it's so subtle, so you really mm -hmm. have to be aware of your surroundings and... Just keeping it three-dimensional, too, with the barrels, I think, is so unique. So yeah, it really is. really cool. So what do you have? <laughs> so I'm going to start off with something major here. Sleeping Beauty's Castle, which is, of course, the park icon. It boasts a hidden Mickey, and maybe even more, honestly. So, But this is the one that I noticed last time I was at the parks. So the one I'm referring to can be found on the back of the castle. So when you're in Fantasyland looking towards the castle, you'll notice right below the stairs on the right hand side, there are some rock elements slightly protruding from the castle's walls, one of which in particular are three rock elements that form, again, you guessed it, the <laughs> hidden Mickey. So this is a really great hidden in plain sight example of a hidden Mickey. And well, honestly, like many hidden Mickeys are at the end of the day. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them are, well, extremely easy to see if you know that they're there. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. You have to keep yeah. an open mind, I think. And then you'll... <laughs> And then yeah. you'll start yeah. spotting yeah. more and more. Yeah. <laughs> What's next on your list, Niels? Yeah, so my next hidden Mickey is at the studios. The main entrance of the studios park has a big entry gate in the middle in between the two turnstile sections. Yes! And on the upper side, you can spot a hidden Mickey in the ironwork. This one is pretty big, but maybe missed when running into the park. <laughs> so this one is quite easy to discover unless the gate is opened, which is not the case most of the time. 
as Mickey gets uh, split into two parts then. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing here is that inside the main circle, uh, Mickey's head, uh, we can see Mickey shooting a film. So a Mickey inside a hidden Mickey. So that's pretty cool. That's really awesome. That gate in itself always curdles up some emotions in my heart because yeah, you know you're about to have it's a great day beautiful. at the park. Yeah. yeah. And it's dropped it gorgeous. Oh, so it's maybe the most beautiful uh, part of the park. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't hate on Studio One. I really like Studio no, One. No, I like that too. And the whole square in front of it—it's a really nice entrance area. Yes, yes. I mean, I totally am on board when people say, "Okay, it's not on the same." level as disneyland park itself is so i agree but um mm-hmm. they're working on it they're gonna improve it but yeah definitely, definitely. It's got its own and, character. and there are some beautiful parts like the uh, ratatouille area yes. and tower of terror so definitely definitely it's got potential you guys they're they're working on it so. exactly <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Fuente del Oro is, yeah, like I mentioned before, one of my favorite counter service restaurants at Disneyland Paris. It serves up some great Tex-Mex as well as a hidden Mickey. You don't even have to enter the restaurant to catch it. So on the outer entry arch into the restaurant, you'll notice some deliberately rusty steel artwork. And on the very left bottom hand corner, there are three circular elements with cut out dots in them that form kind of like a Swiss cheese. (laughs) And all three circular elements combined are a hidden Mickey. Yeah, Yeah, that's a cool one. I noticed that one uh, during one of my last visits. It's a really nice one. Yeah, it's a fun one. And yeah, you don't even have to enter the restaurant. So if you're just strolling through Frontierland, walking past Big Thunder Mountain and the restaurant on the right hand side, you can just be like... Yeah, then you can easily spot it. (laughs) I learned about that one on (laughs) Emergeek. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So next up is uh, Space Mountain for me in uh, Discoveryland. This hidden Mickey is quite big. It's uh, situated at the top of the Space Mountain building. Ooh. There's a tube with two wheels on both sides of it. And together they look like uh, Mickey. And although it's huge, it is also really hard to discover. As you can only see it from Fantasyland from the Alice's Curious Labyrinth area. A good place to see it is from the Queen of Hearts castle inside the labyrinth when you're up uh, on the balcony. Ah. So you have a clear view towards Discoveryland. And that's pretty cool, I think. And also an extra reason to visit the labyrinth next time. Yes, definitely. See, I've never seen this one myself. But I've read about it and I was always wondering mm-hmm. where, from what, where do I have to stand to see this? So now finally I know <laughs> that's a good reason to go through yeah. the labyrinth, <laughs> definitely, to get the reward of seeing that hidden Mickey. It's so yeah. awesome. Again, it's something that's so perspective based, which I think is very intriguing and mm-hmm. really clever. <laughs> so. It is. Yeah. And it's definitely there on purpose. Yes. It's not <laughs> yeah, just definitely. something that happened. <laughs> yeah. So over at Walt Disney Studios Park, And the attraction that I would least expect to find a hidden Mickey, honestly, the flying carpets of Agrabah create one of the most, I would say, advanced, hard to find type hidden Mickey. So Mm. the sun has to be shining at just the right angle that the magic lantern or magic lamp that's on top of the attraction is casting a shadow on the backdrop. Mm -hmm. And at just the right angle, you'll notice that it forms a perfectly shaped Mickey head with nose, ears, and all. So wow. this is one that's really, really exciting. And you have to be there at the right hour of the day to see it. Yeah. <laughs> and also, it has to be sunny, which in Paris is not always a given. No. So. <laughs> but I thought it was a really fun one. And 
three-dimensional shadow play is such a hard thing to do and that managed to integrate it into the lamp itself is even yeah more amazing to me so <laughs> this one's definitely one of my favorites so i also wanted to include the disney hotel in this list of hidden mickeys i found one although it's not that hidden <laughs> not at all actually Disney's Newport Bay Club is a four-star hotel and has Mickey's integrated in its theming above all beds. Because of the hotel's nautical New England theme, there are wooden ship wheels above the beds. And Disney added so cool. two more circles on top of the wheels to make it Mickey navigation wheels. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and I love these because they perfectly fit the overall hotel theme and also add some impact to the room experience, in my opinion. So... Yeah, really well done, but not that hidden, maybe. <laughs> it's a good one for beginners, I think. Because yeah. with the kids, you're like, hey, did you notice there's a Mickey up there? So the little exactly. ones will definitely yeah. get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a super good one. And the new Bay Club is just so gorgeous. It is. And uh, I love how they found these super creative ways, some more subtle and some less subtle ways of integrating Mickey into the design and still keeping it very nautical though. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. Another one that's a little bit less subtle and I think great for first time hidden Mickey explorers is located in the Emporium on Main Street USA, which features this gorgeous illustration on the wall with the headline, quote-unquote Orlando, Florida, and it depicts the main street in Orlando, Florida, which is also really cool. So it's a reference to the partner park. <laughs> and if you look inside one of the streetcar windows, you'll notice there are several silhouettes. And one of them is a Mickey Mouse head. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one's pretty easy to spot if you know where to look. And it's definitely something you can do with your kids if they have some trouble with the perspective ones. I think this is a nice two-dimensional <laughs> alternative you can show them and distract them while you're shopping in the Emporium. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Which is always fun. <laughs> yeah, it's behind one of the cachets, right? Yes, I believe so. So, onto my last hidden Mickey, which is a flexible one. It's hidden in Discoveryland's Orbitron rocket spinner with its rotating planetarium. Capturing this hidden Mickey in the planetarium is definitely a bit difficult. And key to discover it is both your position and timing to see a big planet with a small ball connected to it moving along another small one. So, the ear and face come together with the other ear every now and then, but mm. you probably <laughs> wouldn't find this one yourself without uh, this hint, but it's definitely uh, worth looking for it, as it's pretty cool. Yeah, this sounds really awesome. This is definitely another one of those advanced exactly. techniques, I would <laughs> yeah. say. The tough to spot ones for the dedicated explorers. So, yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Again, like I said before, the three-dimensional ones are yeah, some of my favorites, definitely. and they're yeah. so creative. So, I've got one that's only visible at a specific time of day, but every day. It's a little bit easier to see than the uh, flying carpets over Agrabah one. So the clock tower on City Hall features two black circular elements on the ends, so on the rears of the clock's hands, and at exactly 2.24, <laughs> they form a hidden Mickey. Wow. So the three circles align to create that wonderful Mickey silhouette that we all know and love. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, this is a really fun yeah. one. <laughs> and you have to be in the very front of Main Street USA at 2.24. So it's 
kind of one that I think a lot of people are going to miss unless you just happen to be strolling through there or of course if you know about it and you head towards there at that time so that's a fun one yeah it definitely <laughs> is wow yeah I didn't know that one <laughs> but I'm also not sure if I'm there at uh, 2.24 <laughs> yeah no probably on attractions yeah. Star Tours something like that something. yeah <laughs> So I've also got one last bonus hidden Mickey from Zara, who's one of our listeners. So thank you so much, Zara, for sending this one in. She writes, at Disneyland Paris, my personal favorite hidden Mickey is hidden in the carpet of Disney's Newport Bay Club. In Walt Disney World, I had a book that described each hidden Mickey and where to find them. But in Disneyland Paris, I've always been super excited when I stumble upon a hidden Mickey for myself. So... I've never heard of the Hidden Mickey book before. Is this an official one, Niels? Uh, Do you know from Walt Disney World? I actually bought it last summer when I was there. Ah. <laughs> ah, okay. uh, I'm not sure if it's an official Disney publication or from mm -hmm. some kind of uh, external publisher, but um, I was able to get it uh, from the Emporium store uh, at Main Street USA in Magic Kingdom. So, uh, oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Nice. So at least it's approved. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> No, that's awesome. Zara goes on to write, One night after a long day at the park, we were walking back to Newport Bay Club and I glanced down at the carpet in the hotel. Thrilled to have found a hidden Mickey. <laughs> I felt like a detective. Yes, I, I know that feeling. <laughs> it's clever because it just looks like a generic chain link pattern. But then on closer inspection, you can see the subtle design has Mickeys all over. So this is a really great one. And... The carpet Zara is referring to can definitely be found in the rooms themselves. So I'm not sure if it's anywhere else, but I definitely know if you look on the floor, if you've got a room at the Newport Bay Club, look at the floor and you'll see the pattern has these wonderful, cute little Mickey shapes. So it's another really clever way they've subtly integrated it into the yeah, hotel's design. And it's always a good idea to have a good look at the floors. Uh, <laughs> as uh, There are more floors in attractions, hotels um, that uh, have some Mickeys hidden uh, in the patterns. Yeah. yeah, totally. They do a really good job. I know one painting in particular in the Hotel Cheyenne, it's like got some cowboys, horse riding, and there's a bush in the background. And don't ask me where this painting is, I can't remember, but there was a bush in the background and it was shaped like uh, Mickey's head. So <laughs> you'll notice little details like this all over. It's very exciting. <laughs> Keep your eyes open. Yes. Thank you so much, Niels, for coming back on the show. This was so much fun. This was a good quick episode. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, thanks for inviting me to be on this podcast, uh, Eric. It uh, was great fun to dive into the world of Hidden Mickeys again. So, uh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's definitely one of the nice, not advertised experiences you can have at a Disney park or really any Disney resort around the world. So it's a little fun game to play. Yeah. Even while waiting in line sometimes. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, be sure to follow Niels on Instagram where he posts amazing pictures every day to multiple times a day. And you can find him under at Capturing Disney Parks on Twitter under at Cap Disney Parks. And check out his awesome website, CapturingDisneyParks.com, where he posts really cool interviews with Disney's influencers, which are a lot of fun to read through. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> so thank you again so much, Niels, for coming on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> if you have any questions regarding Disneyland Paris or you just like to get in touch, you can reach us under DisneylandParisNow at Yahoo.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All those links are down in the show notes. Please make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever the platform of your choice is. And we would very much appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review of favorite platform. It really does help new folks discover the podcast and just gets the word out. So thank you so much, you guys. 
Thank you for joining me today for Air Magique. This is Eric. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Air Magique is an unofficial podcast made with love and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or any of its subsidiaries. This episode is not sponsored. All promotional or advertised content will be clearly identified. Audio excerpts and citations are used for educational purposes only. Copyright the Walt Disney Company. All rights reserved.